All right, on this episode of Bears Nation Podcast, myself, Kevin Lapka, and Chris Nano are here to break down the speculation of a potential Carson Wentz trade to the Bears, and, and we're going to see whether we like it or not, the potential picks that we would get in return for it. We're going to break that all down for you guys here on the latest episode of Bears Nation Podcast. Let's get into it. Mr. Woods, I just have, I just, I just ask you for one thing, man. One Talk thing. To him. Just please beat Green Bay. Please, please. <laughs> That's all we ask for on this show. That's it. All right, Christopher Nando is here. Myself, Kevin Lapka here hosting for you guys. And this is sort of an emergency episode. But when these speculations come out, these rumors, these trade rumors come out, we know they have seemed to be on a weekly basis, Chris. I mean, we've, you know, in January, it was Watson. A few weeks ago, it was Stafford. And, and then a few days ago, it was Carr. Now it's Carson Wentz. And this one of all of the speculation and all the rumors seems like, I would say, potentially the most likely. We have a report from Adam Schefter Earlier this afternoon, that says, quote, Eagles are expected to trade Carson Wentz in the coming days and what would be the latest blockbuster QB deal to rock the NFL. The most pertinent questions now become where, when, and for what. But it could happen as early as this week. And from all the rumors we've been hearing, it seems as if the Bears and the Colts are the, you know, the most notable suitors for Carson Wentz. So, so before we break it down, Chris, you're, you're just like initial reaction to this, your initial thoughts on Carson Wentz, because it is kind of, it's all over the spectrum right now for the fan base. Some people really want this move to happen, and some, I would say most, actually are really against it. Where do you kind of fall in that spectrum right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I in the past, I've been a huge Carson Wentz supporter, uh, especially after 20, that 2017 season, which unfortunately got hurt. Um, you know, the year Nick Foles won them the Super Bowl, whatever. But look, like, I've seen things from Carson Wentz in the past that have really impressed me, like, where I'm like, okay, like, this guy is legit. And then you kind of look back at last year, and, I mean, there's no way around, uh, no way around it. He was terrible. Like, he, he was yeah. terrible. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where a lot of people have blamed coaching, you know, the receivers – the offensive line, this and that. But, I mean, look, Bears fans have done that with Mitch Trubisky. And, you know, we've agreed that it's time to move on. So, I mean, like, you can't really sit here and pick and choose, you know, which quarterback you want to do this for, which quarterback gets a pass, this and that. In a vacuum, I like Carson Wentz. I would, I, I don't mind him quarterbacking the Bears. I just don't want the Bears to overpay. But, mm -hmm. with that being said, this goes back to what me and Jake were talking about earlier, you know, during the season, which, you know, when you finish eight and eight, you, you know, retain the guys that have screwed up time and time again. This is the result you're going to get. They're desperate. They, ha they feel like they have to do something to save themselves. And, you know, they and the Bears clearly need a quarterback. They're going to move on from Mitch Trubisky because I, I think we all understand that Nick Foles isn't the guy. So, I mean... This is just where you're at. Like, I understand being upset, but like, you got to realize this is the ter territory you're in right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% with you. And there's a, 
There's a multitude of opinions I have about this, and there's a multitude of takes that people have as to why the Bears shouldn't get Carson Wentz, why they don't want him. And I feel like the one that we've spoken about that a lot of people kind of agree with is, well, he's not that much better than Mitch. He's not necessarily that much of an upgrade from Mitch. And I, I do agree with that to an extent. People know I'm the Mitch guy. I still think Mitch can have the potential to be good with a different coaching staff. But at this point, the talent aspect doesn't matter when you're comparing those two players because you need a guy who the staff knows and believes in and who has an established ceiling, right? Because, and I say someone who has an established ceiling because the Bears tried the whole, you know, get a guy who knows the staff thing last offseason with Foles, right? I mean, that was their ideology. You bring in all these coaches who know Nick Foles, you're going to bring in Nick Foles and see if it works. Well, it was an epic failure. But now you have a guy in Wentz who was an MVP candidate in 2017, played pretty, actually, he actually played pretty well in 2019, if you look at the stats, and has that established ceiling. So, there is optimism to believe that he can return to that form with DeFilippo, who is the current quarterback's coach of the Bears, who was quarterback's coach for the Eagles when he was uh, that MVP candidate. So that's that's where you know people say, oh, well, he's not much better than Mitch. At this point, that stuff doesn't matter. Like You can compare stats all day, but Mitch is not going to have success in a, with the coaching staff in Chicago that doesn't believe in him. Maybe Carson would because he's got guys like DeFilippo and guys like uh, Nagy and all these guys who know him. All these other coaches who have you know worked with him in the past, and we know that there is at least something there. Versus with Foles, there was always questions of whether he could be a true you know reliable starter, and that turned out to be false, as pretty much everybody predicted. With Wentz, we know that there is that ceiling. Maybe coming to a staff that he recognizes, a staff that believes in him, can vault him back to that point. And I think that's where that conversation should start when people say, "Well, he's not better than Mitch. He's not an upgrade. Why would we go for Wentz when we have a guy like Mitch who had a better quarterback rating than him in 2020?" That's where I think that conversation should be started. Yeah, I mean, look, the whole the whole Wentz versus Mitch thing, like, you can sit here and, and tell me who you think is better, you know, this and that. But, I mean, when you really think about it, like, the, there's still equal amount of risk in Carson Wentz as there is in Mitch, maybe for different reasons, but it's like, the risk is still there, and I think that's what really bothers people. Like it, it's it's the fact that there there hasn't been stability at the QB position. And look, I think you have to be open to once for what I just mentioned earlier. Like, what other options you have if it's not Watson? I mean, like, what are we? Yes. You know, what are we talking about? You know, so it's it's just one of those things where you know I'm gonna say it again, and like I, I feel like kind of an asshole. You're taking victory laps for this, but it's not like. It seems like I'm taking a victory lap, but it's not a victory lap. It's just like this is exactly what we were talking about earlier. And, you know, you know, I and I, I do think there are people that really are open to Carson ones that do like him, um, yeah. which is also understandable. You know what I mean? Like this, this is one of those moments where, you know, remember last season where we were talking about like you can't, you know, blame fans for having an opinion. Like this is one of those situations where I complete like I can't blame anyone either way. Like, I genuinely cannot because the concerns are valid, but I know a lot of other people are seeing it how I am, where it's like, you know, what are what other options do we really have? Like any pretty much everything is a risk at this point if it's not Watson. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah, you're dead smack in the middle. And honestly, I'm, I'm hoping they don't overpay. But if they do, what are you going to do? Well, real quick, you make a really good point because you say, well, you know, everyone's kind of holding out for Watson. I mean, that's what everyone's doing. I mean, people 
it, it, Watson's the one that everybody desires. And obviously, I mean, we know who Deshaun Watson is. There, there's no questions about him, you know, and I think that's that's what Bears fans desire. And that's obviously what you should desire. You want a quarterback where there's no, no questions, no debate whether he's good or not. None of this stuff. You know you're getting a tier one quarterback. And the complicated part is that sort of asset only becomes available in a trade every 10 years, every five, like these things are rare. Like seeing a player like Deshaun Watson on the trade block is rare. Like people, fans need to understand that this is, this is something that this is something that does not happen often. So, so we can't really bank the whole future and mortgage the future on just thinking about getting Deshaun Watson. Yes, it would be the ideal situation, but something that I keep seeing time and time again, which I think is true is, you know, the Texans are going to make this a long game. They're going to turn this into a long game. This isn't going to be a situation where one team's just going to give them five first round picks and it's over. I think this is going to be, you know, a bidding war between 10 teams and they're going to go back and forth and what they want. And the Texans are going to be really kind of adamant to do it at times. And this could be something that stretches. I saw someone said this could be something that stretches till May or June. Like you're gonna you're getting into that training camp area before a deal for Deshaun Watson gets made. So let's say by that time, you know, the draft is over. You know, if the Bears don't get a QB, if they don't get Wentz, if they don't get anybody else, like a Garoppolo or a Carr, then you're sitting there probably still, along with five other teams, like risking it all for Deshaun Watson. Watson. So I think that's where Bears fans should kind of take a step back and say, okay, you know, let's look at what we're given here. Even a guy like Carson Wentz, who still has a little bit of talent, doesn't become available. Like, this is a very weird offseason, if you know what I mean. Like, this is kind of a volatile QB market offseason right now where you see guys like Stafford, guys like Goff, and, and these guys who are, you know, still very good, talented players on the trade block getting moved at such a high rate. And now a guy like Carson Wentz, who, again, down year in 2020, is still a solid player. Like, this doesn't happen often. So I don't think it's intelligent for Bears fans to just say, you know what? Let's, you know, forget about Carson Wentz, forget about Derek Carr, forget about Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know, risk it all for Deshaun Watson because as, as lovely as that sounds, it's not ideal and it puts you in a really, really tough position down the stretch if all of a sudden, you know, you have because right now, Chris, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have guys on the board in House Hall. They've got uh Jimmy Garoppolo on the board, whether you like it or not, they got Derek Carr on the board, they got Carson Wentz on the board, and they got Deshaun Watson on the board. So let's say you take off Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's say you take off Derek Carr in the next few months. Let's say you take off Carson Wentz and all you're left with is Deshaun Watson. And, you know, all of a sudden the Dolphins come in and say, all right, here's five first round picks. You're screwed for 2021 and maybe even the future. I mean, we don't even know. So that that's where I'm coming from. I think you can't look at this situation where it's a risk it all for Watson moment. You have to evaluate all options. And this is the latest option that has to be evaluated. Yeah, no, uh, 100 percent. But I I do want to say one thing. Just one thing in the defense of people that. Are that have tunnel vision for Deshaun Watson. I wanted fans to keep the to keep the heat hot, you know, to to aim high and and you know like that that makes me happy. It makes me happy that a lot of Bears fans are not settling. Like that that truly does make me happy. And you know, everything you said is true, but like I I still, you know, in my opinion, like I I just love the fact that. People are aiming high and, you know, they're at that point almost where it's like, all right, man, like this is getting silly now. I, I, that mindset makes me happy moving forward. I will so don't, say that. Don't settle for less. Exactly. Exactly. So like, I, you know, I'm, I, I've kind of, I, w- I wouldn't say talk myself into Wentz, but, you know, I'm okay with what happens. Um, I, I just, I genuinely just feel like, you know, 
what else can you do? If someone finds me a better alternative, I'm willing to listen. Like I truly am. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've said it eight, 18 times, but it's where you're at. Let's let's say uh, at, at this given moment, let's let's put Watson off to the side. And th- at this given moment, obviously, I mentioned you know a few days ago it was Carr, and then a week ago it was Garoppolo. Let's say it's it's between Carr, Garoppolo, and Wentz. Who of those three would you want the most? I mean, do, I'll give I'll, like assuming yeah. they're all assuming it would take the exact same to get all three. No, because that's just not true. I mean, it wouldn't take the exact okay. same. I mean, you have fact factor in what you would likely have to give away for each of them. And, you know, we kind of have sort of an idea of what that would be. But factoring that in, you know, the picks that you would probably get back or probably you'd have to give away and what you would get back. Who would you want the most for next year? Definitely not. Definitely not Jimmy G for me. Okay. Personally. Um, probably once. Mm-hmm. Probably Wentz. Um, I, I think. I, I think that Wentz is definitely a bigger risk than Derek Carr for obvious reasons, injuries, contract. I know. I know. You know. We'll get to the contract thing, but I. I just think Wentz is like the the upside with Wentz. I think is still potentially there, and you know, all three of those guys, all three of those quarterbacks, Jimmy G, Derek Carr. Carson Wentz, if they're all playing at their peak, I think Wentz is by far the best QB. But the thing is, can are the bear are the Bears going to be able to get uh, Wentz to be able to play at his peak? I'm not sure. So like Carr to me is safer, but I but Carr to me, like I, I'm still not sure you do anything with Carr. So that's why at mm-hmm. this point it's like, you know what? I mean, Carson Wentz has proved to me that, you know, he has the talent, um, but is it still there? That's the that's the million dollar question. Is it still there? Well, you you just brought up back the whole conversation about the the ceiling floor com- conversation, I think, is, is what you kind of hinted at. There was, you yeah. know, car car gets you the floor. I mean, he's had over three thousand nine hundred or yeah, uh, 2018, 4,000 passing yards, 2019, 4,000 passing yards, 2020, 4,000 passing yards. Like the numbers are there for him statistically in certain areas. And he gives you that floor maybe. But, you know, I, I don't think anyone's getting excited about Carr coming here and vaulting you to Super Bowl contenders. Now, the attractiveness for Wentz is that he does return to that MVP form. And all of a sudden that ceiling is higher than Carr's is. And then you're thinking, OK. You know, this is a Super Bowl contending team, and I think the common denominator, you know, among this conversation should be, and I mentioned in the past, is the idea that Wentz knows the front, the front office and the staff. And really the, the way that I'll phrase it, and it's kind of consistent with what I've said in the past about Watson and Dak Prescott, is with this coaching staff, there's two options. There's two options. The first option is you need to get a guy who's good enough to where the relationship with those coaches doesn't matter. And I've said in the past, and the only two guys that can do that are Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott at this point. Matt Stafford could have done it, but he's in L.A. now. So it's either that option or you get a guy that the whole staff loves who has somewhat of an established ceiling. The only guy left on the market who follows that is Wentz. And you compare a guy like Wentz to Carr, who Carr doesn't know anybody in the front office. Carr has no relationship with Nagy. Carr has no relationship with Filippo and all these guys that they brought in. To me, hey, from that standpoint, 
He oh right okay perfect yeah you know all <laughs> don't forget five five that. first round picks for Carr because he's he's friends with Khalil Mack. <laughs> I swear I'm I, I, there are some people out there who probably think that way. I I know there are I know there are and yeah I mean that's a relationship that is worth mentioning at times but not when you're gonna trade you're not gonna trade two first round picks to the to the Las Vegas Raiders because Derek Carr knows Khalil Mack <laughs> like you know no <laughs> no but do you know what I'm trying to say here like. I would, yeah. I would rather have Wentz because that relationship, given this coaching staff, and it, it, it all comes down to that. Given this coaching staff and their real ineptitude to, you know, produce a good quarterback and get the most out of guys, like the only optimism I have that they can do that is with, D, with that relationship between between De Filippo and Wentz. Like that's really the only relationship that I think can, you know, have success among those guys in the market, aside from again Watson and Dak. So. That's that's my thought process when I compare Wentz to Garoppolo yeah. and Carr. Yeah, no, I mean that that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, I, I've I just want to touch on another thing. I've seen people talk about how, you know, they just hate the the way the Bears process things. Like everything is about familiar familiarity. Like it, it's just like, you know what I mean. Everything is just about who knows who, this and that, and it's like. That makes me feel less confident that that they know how to evaluate a quarterback, um, players in general, but more specifically a quarterback. Like, I mean, they, they brought Nick Foles and everybody was talking like the, everyone knew Nick Foles wasn't good. But every like what we were all talking about was that, oh, you know, he knows the staff. He knows Nagy. He knows the Filippo. It's like, OK, I mean, like, what? Yeah. you know what I mean? It, at one point, it's like. You you gotta figure out a way to evaluate the quarterback, and and you know Wentz is Wentz doesn't necessarily apply to this because because of what we talked about with you know we do feel like there is a chance um, you know that he can return to something close to 2017, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just everything's about oh who knew who knows who, and I I just and I completely agree with the with fans that are angry about that like hundred percent like. You know, they, they just die on that hill so often and it's gotten us into trouble. And, you know, I until, you know, they stop doing that, I think we will continue to, to get into trouble because of that. Yeah, I mean, that is a very good point and that there is reason to be concerned when you bring that up. But again, like I, I think the, obviously the one example that people relate to that is the Foles example. Um, it's it's the most recent. But again, it, we've said this, you know, I think, you know, 10 times in this in this episode, but it's like that established ceiling is, is I think, very attractive and very essential when you're talking about this because you, you can argue about Mitch Trubisky's ceiling. Like a guy like me thinks, okay, with the right system, with the right coach, you know, his ceiling could actually be a top 15 quarterback, probably like right in the middle, maybe above average. Like I think that's where his ceiling can be. And other fans think his ceiling is is no more than, you know, a, a future backup, a perennial backup for the rest of his career. So I think when you know that he has the capability he has the capability to be an MVP candidate. He has the capability uh, to be the best quarterback in Bears history if he does it consistently, um, I, I think is really, really the kicker for me and really why I am more attracted to a guy like him than, per se, a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or even, per se, a guy like Derek Carr because, again, I still think Wentz's ceiling is higher than Carr's. But the other thing that people are really concerned about is the contract. We all know Carson Wentz got this ginormous contract, I think $128 million, something around there. I don't know if that's the exact number. Um, and Bears fans are worried, well, what would the Bears have to take on if they trade for Wentz? I'm going to read you guys a little excerpt here from 
Pro Football Network. If Carson Wentz is traded, the team acquiring him would receive a significantly reduced contract. Wentz is due to count $34.7 million against the cap for the Eagles in 2021. However, $9.27 million of that would remain with the Eagles. Therefore, the team acquiring Wentz would have a cap of $25.4 million in 2021, which isn't all that bad for a franchise quarterback. Additionally, the team acquiring Wentz would likely be locked in, locked in, into him on the roster in 2022. So that's good to note. He would likely be locked in 2021 and 2022. This is because $15 million of Wentz's 2022 salary becomes guaranteed on the third day of the 2021 league year. The remaining $7 million becomes guaranteed at the start of the 2022 league year. So in 2022, Wentz's cap number would be $22 million following a trade. So his cap it would go down in 2022 if the Bears traded for him. So the team acquiring Wentz would have the option to release him in 2023. At that point, there is no more guaranteed money in the deal. But if they chose to keep Wentz, he would cost $25 million in 2023 and $26 million in 2024. So that's more down the road. But Chris, like looking at that, that's a significantly reduced value. Like $25.4 million cap hit really isn't like I know that sounds like a lot, but that's really not that bad. I guess it's I guess it's contingent on the production you get out of Wentz. But let's say he comes to Chicago and we're we're getting into real hypotheticals here. He comes to Chicago in 2021, becomes a Pro Bowler. All of a sudden, he's his cap hit is less in 2022. His cap would be three million two. And if he performed well in 2021, that would be almost an unbelievable contract scenario. So. That's what we're looking at. Bears fans 100% should not be concerned about that contract in the event that he would be traded to the Bears. That's really not a factor that I think will deter the Bears from making that trade. So your your kind of thoughts on that, because I know, I don't know if you were one who was concerned about that contract, but you know when people think Wentz, they think, wow, shit situation in, in Philadelphia with the ginormous contract, but not necessarily the case when it comes to a trade. Yeah, um, not going to lie. I was a little bit worried about that contract for sure. Um, you know, I think that was completely valid. You know, I mean, th- those numbers, those types of numbers scare people, especially, you know, everything we've talked about in this episode, like, you know, we talked about his injuries and like you pair that up with the contract. It's kind of scary, but like what you just mentioned, I think is, is very key. Um, you know, that number isn't terrible. It, it's just, it's not. Um, so that's another thing. But Here's the thing, like, it really comes down to how much they give up for him. Like, I, I think that's that's the main, you know, piece in all of this. Right. I, I promise you people will complain a lot less if they learn that Pace didn't give up a lot for Carson Wentz. I, I don't think people genuinely think he's a terrible player. I don't. I, I truly don't. I, I think... You know, it's a worry. It's in the. It's definitely in people's minds uh, because of last year. You know, it's the most recent year we've seen him. He got benched. This and that. Um, but you know, there is still a good player in there. I truly believe it. Um, is Nagy the guy that's going to get out of him? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You guys know how I feel about Matt Nagy. Like I don't trust him at all. Zero percent trust. I anything, like anything someone says about. Matt Nagy being able to get something out of Carson Wentz, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. I don't care. I've got the answer, Chris. I've got the answer for you because I know this is a worry of yours, but it just kind of popped in my mind, and I I don't want to cut – sorry to cut you off, but I had to say this because – No, I was done. Go ahead. Doug Peterson just got fired because he couldn't work with Carson Wentz, and he wasn't able to develop Carson Wentz, and Wentz's career kind of went down after who left the Eagles? 
John DiFilippo. So oh, maybe, yeah. maybe the relationship between the head coach and the quarterback in this situation doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? You know, That's, maybe the, yeah. P, the the relationship between Peterson and Wentz wasn't even real. It was actually the relationship between DiFilippo and Wentz. And then we have the evidence to believe that once that relationship was gone, once DiFilippo came to Chicago and, and left uh, the Eagles, that relationship between Wentz and Peterson was kind of fractured. So it's like DiFilippo is the glue that holds that holds everybody yeah. together. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, a lot of people will point to um, Frank Reich as well. Um, yeah, you know, and and that's yeah. kind of the thing too. It's like, you know, Reich is in is in Indy. De Filippo is in Chicago, and Doug Peterson is only God knows where currently. But I don't think, I don't think he's have a job right now. No, he doesn't. But I mean, he's probably just chilling, reading this once news like us at the moment. Um, but you know, it, it's tough, man. It, it's tough. Like, there's so many pieces involved that, like, no matter what, it's it's hard not to feel like, you know, doom and gloom in a way. Like, I, you know what I mean? It's, I don't blame anyone right now. Um, I, I, you know, I'm just going to go into next, if, if it is Wentz, I'm just going to go into next year with an open mind about it because look, man, like we knew this was going to happen once they retained Nagy and Pace. I, you know, I think even you who, who, I feel like you know you were all for winning and and this and that. Mm-hmm. Like I think even you agreed after like okay like this is kind of bad. <laughs> like we oh, we absolutely. we all we all talked about it. Like you know in the group chat after like it was just we 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 realized this is where we're at. And Carson Wentz, um, you know you can go back and 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 look up my tweets about Carson Wentz. Like I've praised him like crazy. Um, I. And this is gonna be funny. This is gonna be this is gonna be pretty funny. Last last off season, uh, there was a lot of Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson debates, mm. and <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I I I truly believe that Carson Wentz was on Deshaun Watson's level, if not better, um, because I you know I've. Cl- I've been clinging on to that 2017 season. I I don't know what it is, but that season was just like th- that that jump that Carson Wentz had between um you know 2016 t- to 2017 was just I mean it was unreal in my opinion. Um and I don't think that I don't think that type of jump happens on accident. Like I I truly don't believe that happens on accident. Um and you know for that reason like that that's the part that that's having me keep an open mind as well as the fact that we have no other choice. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's uh, there. Yeah. That, that's where I stand. That's where I stand. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing I think, I think the narrative some people think is that after 2017, it was all downhill. That's not necessarily the case. So you, I mean, 2017 yeah. was a phenomenal season. So yes, it's hard to replicate that. But let's look at 2019. Yeah. The Eagles went nine and seven, 4,039 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, six, uh, 93.1 QB rating on the year, 252.4 yards per game, which is one less than yards per game in 2017. Uh, those numbers are pretty comparable to what was had he not been injured in 2017 in MVP season. He would have won the MVP had he not gotten injured. And he's kind of putting up those similar numbers in 2019. So you look at his career numbers and 
point is simply the anomaly. I mean, it's hard to look at any quarterback aside from Tom Brady, uh, their career statistics, and not see one season that's sort of, you know, out of the ordinary, that's sort of that anomaly, that sort of has numbers lower than the average. So, you know, I I don't know. You know, there's, you you're totally you're totally 100 uh, percent within the the realm that it's 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 reasonable it's reasonable to believe that you know his best days you know could be ahead of him uh, and that you can rely on his past seasons to believe that he's good. You know what I mean? Like that is not out of the question. It's not wrong for you to do that. So. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think there, there, there just is that dangerous narrative that in two, you know, 2017 he reached his peak and it's all been downhill from there. His career was a parabola, and 2017 was the height of it. And you know, nothing better is to come from his career. So I think we should probably squash that away. But real quick, uh, before we head out of here, again, Chris, our Chris mentioned this, and he said, you know, a, a thing that scares a lot of people, and really what this comes down to is what they that will likely be upset. But if they give up. A first rounder and a sixth rounder and, and receive Wentz in a fourth or fifth, like that—that that seems relatively fair, if if not more than relatively fair. So for you, Chris, if the trade was made in the next hour, um, what kind of trade would you be looking at that would make you feel good and feel okay about Wentz being a Chicago Bear? Um, I would like Foles to be going the other way. Um, yeah, I yeah. think. I think that would be, I think that's kind of intriguing. That's been thrown around a little bit. Um, but like, here's the thing. Do you, do you honestly believe the Bears will be able to get Wentz without giving up a first rounder? Because that just seems completely unrealistic. No, 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 yes. no. They'll give up one. They'll give up yes. one without a doubt. So like the one that you proposed, I mean, I, I think that's, I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's bad. I think, you know, pick 20. Okay, that would absolutely suck. I mean, we go without having a first rounder again, but you know what I mean? It, it's that's just yeah. the price you have to pay. And 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 you know, getting back a fourth fifth rounder is not bad. So I mean, you're looking at a first rounder for Wentz in which I mean, what what do you trust pace with with pick 20 anyway? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean that's what it comes down to, Chris. Like I it's just like I, I'm a huge believer in the draft. That's why it's so hard for me to to like just be like, oh yeah, give up these picks. But like, you know what I mean? It's he's he hasn't been trustworthy with those first rounders, um, aside from Roquan, really. So mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I don't mind giving up that first rounder, um, but you know that I, I know you've seen it too. You've seen the whole multiple first rounder thing right thrown around yes and yes. you know that that kind of scares me that kind of that's concerning because ryan pace like i said i mean he knows he has to save his job like he he really doesn't have anything to lose if, if you really think about it because let's be real if the bears stink again he's getting fired regardless so i mean if he makes it if he makes his trade for wentz and wentz pans out he looks like a genius. If he doesn't and the Bears stink, I mean, there was a good chance Gone he was getting anyway. fired anyway. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It, it's it's tough. You're in the middle. There's so many moving pieces. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I'm okay with once. You know, after yeah. this whole episode, I, I think we've talked it out. I, I think I'm okay with Wentz. I, I, I'm okay with it. I'll take him.
Let's roll. This Let's is get it done. what I do. I make Chris feel good about the Bears. Week yeah, in, week it. out, that is my job. And he hates it, but it's what it's what we do. Now, uh, Jake is a little bit more adamant when it comes to that. He's He's got a little bit more of a guard up. Um, you know, yeah. when it comes to me convincing him to feel good, but he he still falls under the spell as well. So uh, it, it's nice to know, Krista, my my job has been done. I have fulfilled my duty here on this week's episode. Um, and you know, that that's that's all there is to say. And, and one more thing, you know, you mentioned fools were quick, and and what I do want to say is, if full, it is, I I don't, you know, I really don't know how likely it is fools gets dealt to the Eagles because again, I think the whole. Fool's relationship with the Eagles was also due to all those coaching staff members and Doug Peterson. So now you got Nick Serrani, whatever the hell his name is, who you know saying all these weird things in the press conference. You got Jalen Hurts, like all these different coaches. There's there's no real relationship, so I don't know why they would even want Fools. So if Fools doesn't get dealt, you know I don't care because then you have Fools in the same locker room as Wentz, which again was extremely i mean having fools in there with wentz was extremely instrumental to wentz's early uh success in his career so that's just another reason to think well maybe this could work if fools and wentz are in the same locker room together like i don't know i think that is something um worth mentioning there i don't know if you have anything to say about that yeah yeah i mean that's a good point look i (laughs) I, I'm, i'm just gonna be completely honest like i nick Foles as a backup is fine okay he, he's fine like i you can live with nick Foles as a backup yes. he comes in for a game yes. or two so and, he is. And, he, and, and yeah and and that's just seriously who he is i'm just scared if nick Foles is on the roster like these guys are gonna think themselves into starting him again for some reason because that's just what the bears do that's what matt know. nagy doesn't make sense he doesn't make sense i, I you know what i mean like it, it's but you know you you talked about wentz and Foles and I do think there was a connection there. Like, I I don't think... 100%. The whole, the whole 2017 season, like, that was all... You know, I'm, I'm going to make a... I'm going to make a Ryan Pace joke right here, but that was collaboration. Like, that right there, I think, was some good collaboration. Like, they, they had... You know what I mean? Like, listen, you Nick Foles does not come in and do what he did without Wentz. And, you know, the, the Eagles obviously don't win without Foles. So, like, and I know right. that the staff was there and whatnot, but, like, there, there, there's something there. I do believe there's something there. Um, you know, and, and just off, you know, look, they were on the same team when they won. That, that in, in and of itself, I think, you know, there, there's some chemistry there um, in, in the QB room. There's something to be, to be said about that, in my opinion. And maybe I'm just reaching here, but... You know, I, that thought has gone through my head as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I don't mind keeping Foles. Um, you know, I I don't – if they let Foles go, I'm not crying about it, but I'm okay if he stays. Um, you just talked me into that as well. So. Uh, yeah, I have done it again. Um, yeah, thank you very much. I'll take my cookie. Um, Kevin, but what Chris man, is Kevin, trying to Kevin, tell Kevin. you – what Chris is trying to tell you is that in 2021 – Carson Wentz is going to go 11-2, and in the 13th game, he's going to get benched or get injured, and Nick Foles is going to come in and lead the Bears to the Super Bowl. That's exactly what Chris is trying to tell you will happen. It's going to be an exact replication of what happened to the Eagles in 2017. Um, And 
Chris sees the future, as we know. I mean, time and time again, we know that Chris is making unbelievable futuristic predictions about you know, Jimmy Graham and about you know all these prop bets. And then you know the one I forget one of one of the ones you had during the season. You had something that was crazy. You had a bunch the, of them. The um, Cole Komet. Cole the Komet goal, the Cole Komet touchdown. He, he, Chris, you know, won a guy twenty five hundred dollars. So um, I think you should listen to what this man has to say. But that'll oh, do it you're too kind. for us. You're too kind. Uh, you know, hey, but you want to give us a Super Bowl prediction while you're at it? I mean, you know, a national anthem. Oh, yeah. under two minutes. Let, under two, you know, what, what's going on? Let's do it. Who do, who do you have? I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks. That's who I'm going with. The Bucks. I. I think I'm going with the Chiefs, but you know, betting against Brady usually doesn't end well. But I'll stick with the Chiefs. I think, I think the Chiefs are just overall a better team, even if it's ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll take the Chiefs, and I'm just hoping for a great game, man. Last football game of the season. It's gonna suck after, but during it, it'll be fun. So let's go! I can't wait. Um, and then. You know, I can't wait to talk about what happens with this Bears QB situation as well. Well, unfortunately, at the Super Bowl, there will be nothing to distract us from this never-ending cycle of Bears Fair. rumors. So uh, I am not looking forward to the impending doom of that. But, yeah, it should be a great Super Bowl, man. The GOAT versus the kid. You know, it's yep. going gonna, gonna to be, I think it's going to be an all-time Super Bowl. I think it's going to be high scoring, but I think, uh, you know, the experience is going to come down to it at the end, and Brady's just, seems like he's got that number over Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how to describe it, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, and we'll see if Carson Wentz is a bear immediately after the Super Bowl, on Monday or yep. Tuesday. You never know. Adam Schefter says yep. as early as this week. I mean, things are happening fast. They happen fast with Matt Stafford. They may very well happen fast with Carson Wentz. So appreciate you guys tuning in for this little emergency episode. We're going to try to get back into more of a consistent schedule. Um, we just had to work out some business things on our end and, and get something nailed down. Um, but we'll be back for you guys soon uh, and maybe breaking down whatever QB move is made. And then some, uh, you know, Chris, the, the draft isn't too far away. So we'll have to get some oh, draft yeah. content out there. I know that's Chris's favorite time of the year. Um, oh, but yeah. that'll do it. We'll see you guys next time. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Bears Nation Pod. And instagram bears nation podcast and tell us what you guys think interact with us we always love to hear you guys there on those platforms mention us uh, we'll reply to you we'll have a little conversation so all right we'll see you guys this has been bears nation podcast take care